Hi, you're listening to Tea for Two, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm Claudia. And I'm Abby. And today we're going to be talking to you about the mistakes that we made when joining university so that you don't have to make them as well. Right, let's get started. So I think we should start with the things that we bought that we didn't need. So the main thing is an extension cord. We had a room of about 10 plugs and everyone had told us that we needed an extension cord, but we didn't, did we? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's so overwhelming because when you're first moving in, you try and be as prepared as you can. You look up all these videos. I mean, TikTok's full of them. You find all these lists online telling you like the hundreds of different things that people thought they needed when they moved in. But actually what I've realized is that it's highly subjective to what university, but also what college you're in. Mm. Because a lot of people said, oh, you need an extension cord. But then we got into our rooms and I don't know if we got lucky or what, but there's plugs <laughs> literally everywhere. I don't yeah. think I've ever used all the plugs in my room. <laughs> yeah, I think the main bit of advice regarding things to buy in preparation is don't forget that shops exist. You're not going to uni- to a university where there's no shops. If you realise you've forgotten something, you can go and buy it. So it's not the end of the world if you realise, oh no, I've forgotten cutlery. Isn't that right, Claudia? I'm never going to hear the end of this, am I? <laughs> so for context, I had all sorts of things when I moved into university. So from like two different sets of towels and sheets, a fluffy robe. I had all my makeup, I had all the options, even for nights out, which haven't happened since. But mm. I forgot cutlery. And yeah, I had did. to borrow Abby's knife and fork for the first day. Mm. And good thing you had many. And then I had to kindly drag half my flat to B&Q so I could buy some. (laughs) I mean, it was a great bonding experience, so it was fine. It was. And I mean, I still think about it every time I look at cutlery. (laughs) and I'm still embarrassed, but you know what? It's fine. We bonded. I also picked up a great flowery bin for my cleaning surprise on the way there. So it was a win-win situation. That's another good thing. We got to see York. So actually, you're welcome. You're welcome. I forgot my cutlery. I've done mm. you all a massive favour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank you so much. As you said, I think a cleaning bucket is another good thing to have if you're going to uni. Something to put in the bathroom, in a cupboard, to put your supplies in, your bleach, you know, standard bathroom cleaning stuff. Um, and I just remember what you said about your sister when she saw me carrying this massive bucket was... in the flat. So funny. So we we parked our car right in front of um the entrance into our court and whilst I was unloading and taking everything up because only the student and one parent could be in the flat at a time uh for COVID reasons mm. so my sister was sat in the car with the dog and she saw Abby who I'd previously pointed out as oh my gosh look that's one of my flatmates um carrying in a bucket and so uh, I came back down she was like Claudia but I saw your flatmate She was carrying a bucket. Can you ask her what it's for? And it was the first day I thought, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. But also felt slightly embarrassed to, you know, approach Abby, who I'd just met in person like 10 minutes ago and say, hey, (laughs) what's that bucket for? Um, And and so it sort of became this recurring joke between me and my sister, because even after she left, she was like, please don't forget. Ask her what the bucket's for. I'm really curious. I don't understand what someone would need a bucket for. And now you know. I and mean, actually, I now have one too. You've influenced exactly. me into so, the bucket. 
it was clearly a brilliant idea and I'm just a massive icon because everyone's getting buckets now. I mean, multi-purpose, so it's great. I think another good idea, which is what you've inspired actually, is the two sets of bedding because as we spoke about many times before, it can be quite a chore to actually go and do your laundry. Oh, a lot of people God. aren't used to it and it can take a while. So if you have that spare set, you can just get straight into the bed without having hung all your laundry on your dryer. I've never been more grateful to have two separate sets of towels and sheets because I don't know why, but doing the laundry at uni feels so daunting. It's probably because it means you have to carry your hamper across the college to the laundrette (laughs) and then back, plus multiple trips to switch things and put them into the dryer, which can be quite a task, which is also why it's reserved to Saturday mornings because I know how to live. Um, But it's great because if you don't have time to wash it, you can still sleep in clean sheets. And I'm not going to lie. I'll keep it real. I've more than once left my half humid washing in the bag because I was just too tired to hang it up yeah I mean what is it that you use to do your washing because obviously at the beginning I've had problems with the little cleaning pods that I use because they get (laughs) stuck and we're just sitting there I put my washing in and I could just see the pods stuck in the little crack between the door and the machine and I'm like brilliant can my day get any worse I really wish I had a clip of this because it happens (laughs) what about 70% of the time to do a load Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be watching her do it have finished mine and you can slowly see Abby's face dropping as she sees her little pink (laughs) capsule get stuck in the door Uh, and every time I think I'm brilliant I put it in different spots I hide it in between clothes just to make sure that it's not going to get stuck and it always does every time it's really sad so yeah another recommendation is probably use liquid rather than capsule yeah I've gone the liquid route those that you pour into the cup and then you leave the whole cup under your washing Um, and that's been working pretty well for me for the most part aside from the fact that my socks never feel clean and I think oh, this yeah. is a laundry issue because it's happening to everyone but something about the washing machines at uni make your socks never feel clean yeah I think that's a good point to say that having slippers or sliders is a really good idea because as you said if you have white socks and you're walking around in those socks the bottom can get so dirty oh yeah forget it. it doesn't it doesn't clean properly so it's a good idea to have something that you can put on your feet quickly if you need to run to the kitchen or something like that. Or if you're procrastinating and you need to make a cup of tea. Definitely, that's what we do on the daily. Speaking about malfunctioning machines, the dryers never dry fully. And maybe you're lucky, maybe Mm. your uni's dryers do it. Um, Or even your colleges. But for some reason, every time I take my clothes out, even if they've been in there for like an hour on the highest setting, they're still a little bit damp. So having a drying rack has been a lifesaver and I actually wish I had a bigger one yeah a thing with that as well I bought an over the door drying rack when I came to uni arrived it doesn't fit over the door so it's really awkward I'd recommend getting one of the standing ones unless you know for a fact that your doors are normal doors and not the really thick ones because mine didn't fit over that's another tip for anyone that's a prospective student Yeah, I think that's possibly one of my biggest regrets. So I got this nice, dainty little drying rack that hangs off the radiator because I thought, well, 
if I ever for any reason want to wash my socks or pants in the sink I can do it hang them they're in this small little space on the radiator it'll be great there's two issues with that one I didn't know that my radiator would be right behind the door so that means that when my drying rack is hanging off the radiator I can't really open the door well enough but that's fine you just squeeze through I've survived. <laughs> it is it is quite amusing watching you try to squeeze past your socks that are hanging on the radiator. Just like one sec, guys, one sec, I'm coming. I'm trying my best. Um, it keeps me slim. And <laughs> the other issue is that it's too small. So if I'm having to hang a whole load of washing on it, it's not uncommon that like my sports gear or some t-shirts end up hanging off of hangers perched everywhere around my room. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I think some more general things, if we just say some things that we think people should bring, a bathroom bin, we weren't provided with these and they can be quite important. A mirror, especially if you're someone that does makeup, because the mirrors that you get are horrible and our ones, for example, are behind our wardrobe door. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to stand by my wardrobe when I'm doing my makeup in the morning. Not going to happen. Yeah, also because they're quite high up because they're supposed to be full length-ish. So sitting on the floor wouldn't even work. Um, But I've loved my mirror. I have this sort of big square mirror from Ikea, I think it is. Um, And I usually keep it on my desk, which is nice, because not only does it make my room look bigger, but it also means I can see myself in the mirror and peer pressure myself into studying. (laughs) Sometimes I'll catch a glimpse of myself and I'll think, oh, no, I'm on Instagram, right? get back onto that essay but it's also really nice to move into the window so I can get better lighting when I'm doing my makeup in the mornings yeah and your skincare I, I feel and my very skincare. bad for the kids in the room across oh, <laughs> who just watch you doing your skincare every morning <laughs> hey I don't force them they choose to um so for those <laughs> those of you who don't know we live opposite the family accommodation which means there's a lovely family of five that lives across the street and their children must be I don't know seven and under and mm. for some reason they're always looking out their window when I'm doing my makeup or my skincare and they find it really amusing to just watch me do that and I've never <laughs> met these kids it feels extremely strange but every time I'm doing anything to my face there's there's an audience and that's fine <laughs> I'm sure they love it Oh, you don't even... I was talking about this with um, someone from URY actually the other day. I now take so many precautions when it comes to making sure that my blinds are shut properly because I don't want to come out of the shower and flash these kids or half the university as they're walking past. Yep. Terrifying. The amount of times I'm stood in the shower and think, wait, did I shut the curtains? Am I okay to step out of this bathroom? <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm over <laughs> I'm over the underpass, aren't I? And the courtyard is right by my window. So if anyone is hanging out in that courtyard, they are in the danger zone. And it's quite scary. I'm like, wait, have I actually shut my blinds? Or is everyone gonna see <laughs> a lovely flash in the morning? But touch words, it's all been fine. And uh <laughs> It's, it's going great I had a close call didn't I with one of our flatmates in the door oh yeah oh gosh yes I mean completely off track but I 
now check that my door's always shut because once I stepped out of the shower, I was moisturizing and the rooms aren't really big. So if you open the door, you see the whole thing. And luckily I'd, I'd locked the door because one of our flatmates knocked and he was like, Hey Claudia, do you want a cup of tea? And I was like, yes, please. I'll come in a minute. I'm just getting ready. But I don't think he heard that. So in an attempt to hear me better, he tried opening the door, which thankfully, again, was shut. Um, so I said, no, 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 I'm just just getting changed. I'll be there in a minute. And he tried to open it again. And I was praying inside. I was like, please tell me the door is locked and it's not going to magically unlock. I was really scared he'd try and use the key. Oh, yeah, right. That's a good point, actually. Talking of doors being shut, make sure that you carry your key around with you or leave it in the door. Don't make the same mistake that both of us have made and lock yourself out in the morning, either before a seminar or on moving in day. Isn't that right? It was, once again. So as you can probably deduce by now, I'm a hot mess. And it was even worse in the first couple of days of university. Not only did I have no cutlery, but within probably 20 minutes of being in my room and sort of coming in and out to drop all of my stuff in, I managed to leave the key inside and then lock the door um, because I assumed that like the door at home, it doesn't automatically lock. If it's unlocked, it stays unlocked. Well, it doesn't. Um, I learned that the hard way had to lose splash, had to do the walk of shame to reception. The receptionist laughed at me. He still smiles every time he sees me. Uh, but luckily, apparently it's really common. And I don't know if he said that just to make me feel better, but I wasn't the first. I'm moving, moving in day, so. <laughs> I mean, I think your idea of having a lanyard is actually a very good one and something that I might do. I just think that is a brilliant idea because we obviously leave our key in the door yeah. because we've learned from our mistakes. But if you're going out, having a lanyard, which you can put all your stuff in, mm -hmm. great idea. And actually speaking of doors, what's also really handy is a doorstop. I mean, it's mm -hmm. slightly against fire regulations, <laughs> um so don't do it all the time but I found it to be really useful uh for example on moving in day when I was constantly having to come in and out and make sure the door stayed open I think you had your bucket I did see the bucket <laughs> you shouldn't leave it unattended um because fire hazard but if you're in the room it's fine and I've actually quite enjoyed sort of doing my work at my desk and keeping my door open so people can drop in it's just great for meeting people it is. isn't it like people walk past they see you they'll say hello and then you can have a conversation whereas if your door was shut it's a bit secluded and it can get quite isolating especially at the moment anyway anything else that you think we need printers yeah I think printers are one of the sort of non-essential items that however depending on how you study and what kind of degree you do mm -hmm can come in really handy because I know you haven't been getting as much use out of yours as I have out of mine no because obviously a lot of mine is reading and because there's so much of it if I wanted to actually print out the book chapters and stuff like that I'd be printing about 200 pages a week per module which just isn't very sustainable as I'm sure you know doing environmental <laughs> science but yeah definitely not but you for example you've got good use out of yours haven't you yeah, for me, it's come in really handy because, well, I 
write letters quite often so printing off postage label <laughs> is great but also I find it really handy to keep some of the slides as part of my notes because mm-hmm. um, I definitely prefer writing on paper than doing digital notes which you're a lot better at yeah um, and I definitely need to improve on because I feel like a fraud using tons of sheets of paper <laughs> doing environmental science yeah printers are good but it very much depends on your course and how you like to learn is what we're saying then basically (laughs) this is another good thing that you should buy once you've sort of done a couple of weeks of your course as my mum said to me when I was moving in was Caddy you're not going to the middle of Africa there Mm -hmm. will be shops because a part of me thought I had to have absolutely everything that I could have needed when I got there because you don't want to be in the situation where you're sort of trying to figure your course out you're trying to figure out how living alone works and meet all these new people because you want to be sociable and you want to be able to spend that sort of quality bonding time with your flatmates Mm -hmm. um rather than stressing about oh my gosh I'm missing this but actually what I found is that if you are missing something e.g cutlery it's really easy to just take a walk out and go buy it and Amazon Amazon is great Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime is a great thing to have at uni if you've got the money for it if not I'm sure you might have a friend that has Amazon Prime cough cough you that you can you can beg to borrow which is great and I think sometimes you forget how expensive it can be there's a lot of things that you think you need to buy but you don't because everyone else in your flat will have have it like irons for example because obviously oh my gosh we turned up everyone had an iron an iron that subsequently we haven't used if you're at the University of York and you need to iron something, please come to us. We have about seven. Yes, please. We're The doors are open. Come take an iron free of charge. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuff like that, oven gloves, everyone brings them and we all just nick Robbie's ones anyway. So it's not really that important. So definitely communicate with the people that you're living with. Even if you don't get on, you can always, as you said, go and buy it if you decide you want your own one and I think another kitchen related thing that you don't need as many of as I thought is glasses I have four Mm -hmm. and that the only thing that that does is give me an excuse to then hoard a bunch of glasses in my room and then I have to do the lovely walk of shame every morning into the kitchen Abby's always there because she's a morning bird (laughs) and I'm walking in half asleep with a tower of glasses and mugs because I just forget about them. They live in my room. They disappear. You've started coming into coffees now because you've taught me how to use your coffee filters and it's great fun. So I like picking her a flavour in the morning. (laughs) Oh, it's brilliant. I love you so much for it. It's amazing. Every morning, um, because Abby's usually up and ready quite a bit before me, uh, I walk into a freshly made coffee and it's the best thing ever because... I can't function until I've had a coffee in the morning. <laughs> I mean, I can't really think of anything else. Something, I mean, a lamp, it can be great, but if you're on a budget, I don't think it's something that you definitely need. It can be nice, but don't waste your money on it. Yeah. I mean, it's been great at the minute because we're online learning and <laughs> it gives some good lighting for the Zoom calls, you know. Yes. But other than that, it's definitely not essential. I think this is another one that depends a lot on your college as well because... Um, I've heard some people in other universities Mm. have terrible lighting but actually 
I have this really nice warm toned light at the top of my desk. So often that's all I need. That and my oh, fairy lights. Fairy lights. They're great. Obviously battery powered, of course. If if this if you want to splash the cash, get some fairy lights. The ones that we both have, oh my gosh, they're stunning. And I love them. And I don't want to live my life without them. It makes me so happy. I was thinking about it the other day. How far in life will I get? How old will I be when I finally ditch the fairy lights? I think we should explain. We both have dangly fairy lights that cover an entire wall of our rooms. And it makes me so happy. It also features in the background of my Zoom calls, which makes me feel extremely put together. They're by my bed, so they serve as a nightlight. They're dimmable. I miss them. So I can sort of dim them and wind down for bed. Oh, I'm so... I don't have any at home. I've only got like the normal ones, not the whole wall dangly ones. And they're just so great. And especially especially in the first few weeks as well, I feel like they're very comforting. It's something stupid, but that's just how I feel. I don't know if you agree. It's just nice and cosy. Absolutely. I think it's so important to make sure you have things that make you feel at home and that make your environment quite sort of cosy and your own. Um, Because you walk into a university room and they're all pretty sort of basic, rather sterile, if I can say that. So it's nice to be able to add a bit of personality to it and make it feel your own. Yeah, I love my room at university. I mean, it's a classic, but definitely free prints, stuff like that prints and pictures off everyone does it it's a stereotype of you know the girls uni room but I definitely recommend it it's great to just decorate your room with things that are important to you and get rid of that as you said sterile environment and university accommodation and it's also such a great talking point there's been so many times where I think what was it the first or second day um I just finished sort of sorting my life out a little bit and setting all the things that I brought out and my door was open because of the doorstop and you were all hanging out outside and we sort of started talking about my pictures and it's great to sort of tell people all the stories that are behind the pictures and it's a good way for your flatmates Mm -hmm. to get to know you a little bit better as well yeah and get to know your home life and stuff like that because obviously everyone comes from these different backgrounds everyone has different experiences and it's nice and refreshing to find about find out about the experience of experiences of others okay I mean I think we pretty much covered everything there unless you've got something to add I think there's one more thing that is very dependent on who you are as a person and how you manage your Mm -hmm. time but I brought a ton of books to uni not academic books just fiction and non-fiction that I'd like to read in my spare time but I actually found that especially in first term I didn't have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, oh, yes, I'm going to have so much time to read in the evenings. and But actually, every spare minute you have, you either spend it catching up on work or trying to get to know your flatmates and the university, mm-hmm. um, which I try to prioritise in first term. And then you're doing so much reading for your course half the time that by the time you get to bed in the evenings, you can't stomach looking at one more page of words. <laughs> You can say that again. I mean, as a history student, I basically spend all of my life reading some sort of academic text. And I can tell you, you do not want to do extra reading when you're done. And if you are going to do any extra reading, it's going to be moving on to the recommended readings from the university, not really fiction. 
So yeah, again, depends on your course, but if you're doing something that's text heavy, you probably won't need it. Yeah, because for example, Beth and one of our flatmates, she takes maths and she's been really enjoying reading because Mm -hmm. it's a nice break from the numbers. But for me, besides from being a nice conversation point and decoration for my shelves, which would feel (laughs) quite barren without, they're just sat on the shelf mocking me essentially for not having enough time to read them. Oh yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. I think that was a lot, but it covers sort of, I wish I'd heard all of this before moving to university. Yeah. And I mean, if anyone has any questions about anything we've said or anything they want to know, just send us a message. Our socials will be somewhere. We're here to help you. Like we're just ordinary students. We know how hard it is. babe. (laughs) Learn from our mistakes. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So we've spoken about all the things that we've bought or we wish we had I think it would be a good time to talk about how we packed it all into our cars and made our way up to York yeah I mean I was very squashed I'm not going to lie to you I was against the window because I had so much random stuff in the car (laughs) lovely three-hour journey but I mean once we arrived it was bliss I got out the car I could breathe I could stretch my legs it was a great feeling Direct quote from my dad, because I also majorly overpacked, as you've just heard us tell you about. Um, he he looked at it all and he said, wait, all of this has to fit in the car? It's going to be a miracle if it does, Claudia. And it did. So miracles happen. Um, but gosh, I remember the drive up was nerve wracking. So we yeah. moved in on the Sunday. We had um, the early slots on Sunday morning. But we actually drove up on the Saturday. And I remember being absolutely petrified because I'd never been to York before. So it was a true shot in the dark. And it hadn't really felt real that I was going to university until I sort of drove into York for the first time. And my mum was like, this is going to be where you're going to live for the next four years. And I thought, oh my (laughs) gosh, that's true. I'm moving out. Ah. Yeah. See, I had been to York before because I went to one of the open days. It was actually the only open day I went to. Initially, I wasn't even planning on taking history. I was planning on taking archaeology for some reason. Don't ask me. But I remember arriving. I was petrified. It was so busy. I felt super overwhelmed and I was like, it wasn't this busy last time I was here. What's happening? Turns out there was some sort of food fair on. I just remember messaging you like, Claudia, it's really busy. I don't like it. Please help me. Oh gosh, it was, yeah, it was so busy. The city centre was mobbed because aside from anything, it was also one of the first um, move-in weekends. So there was so many students and families and everyone was trying to do last minute shopping as well. I had to do quite a bit of it. Um, So just imagine the amount of stuff I came into the halls with, gosh. Oh yeah, I mean, the only positive was I did get a McDonald's comfort food. Recommend it, it's very scary. Just make sure you eat. A A lot of us from the flat actually forgot to eat on the first day. Not a good idea. Make sure you stay hydrated and healthy. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever been more nauseous than the last supper, quote unquote, the last lunch (laughs) before moving 
in permanently because we had the morning slot so we got to drop everything in and Mm -hmm. then we sort of went and spent the day in York we saw some friends um who lived there and then me and my family went to lunch and the last stop before lunch was going to Aldi getting my food shop sorted and then they would have dropped me off and gone on their merry way and it all just really hit me when I was having lunch so eating can be really hard but it's essential because no one wants to be fainting all over the place on movement day (laughs) (laughs) I think the main thing as well is to remember that everyone feels the exact same way everyone is petrified everyone is sad just remember it's gonna be fine everyone's in the same boat and it's all gonna get better yeah and it's also important to remember that everyone's feeling this way but they're not speaking about it because they don't know you as Mm -hmm. well like I remember seeing you in the queue to Mm -hmm. go and collect our cards and student IDs and thinking gosh how does she look so calm and composed you looked so put together your hair was perfectly curled your makeup was impeccable and I was I was sat there in the queue a couple people behind you thinking gosh how am I ever going to move out like this is scary as hell she looks so put together she's gonna think I'm a mess I'm not gonna get along with any of my flatmates it's gonna be a fiasco someone take me home please (laughs) yeah whereas inside I was crying I was there like oh my gosh what's going on what am I doing how am I gonna do this obviously I seem fine and that's the thing everyone puts on this front because they don't want to either have a bad first impression or they just want to present themselves in a certain way but you've got to remember that that's not always the reality yeah and I always remember sort of the first moment when James is the last flatmate that moved in when his parents left and sort of we all almost had to take a deep breath and think okay this is it here we go and everyone had to sort of pull themselves together a bit and we all went into the kitchen and had a chat because this was it this was our flat yeah I think the thing is as well though if you don't feel up to talking to people if you really are that upset and overwhelmed you can just stay in your room for a little bit you're not obligated to go and talk to people straight away take things in your own stride oh absolutely do you know what I mean just don't feel pressured to do anything because it's your life at the end of the day it's your experience you should do what you will with it inspirational quotes by abby smith thank you so much (laughs) the book is out next year i mean another great thing this made me laugh remember the first day when we moved in obviously we were the first slots yeah i put my highlighters in the freezer to claim the best shelf i think that's so funny oh my gosh yeah i'd forgot oh god yeah so we'd we'd all sort of (laughs) met in air quotes um on a Facebook Messenger group chat. So we weren't going into it completely in the dark. I'm mm. really glad the university sort of facilitates this by creating the freshest groups. Um, that's another thing I felt so nervous when I saw Kezia's message saying, hey, anyone else in this <laughs> flat? Because I thought, damn, I'm in that flat. Okay, I'm going to meet my flatmates. Um, but yeah, that was in August. And so we sort of bonded over this group and we got to know each other. And we had this joke about how Abby and I were going to claim the best shelves in the fridge. And everyone else was like, no, I'm going to get the best, the best shelf in the fridge. No. Which realistically doesn't matter. Um, and so Abby on move-in day 
chucked her <laughs> highlighters in the freezer and her stationery set in the fridge so she could claim the top shelf of each. And I had a post-it that said Claudia's shelf and a couple other of our flatmates just went for the chucking their food straight in. I mean, I think it was a great bonding experience, wasn't it? Because I sent a message in the chat like, haha, guys, I got the best shelf. But realistically, you just steal everyone else's shelves anyway. So it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, I mean, the amount of times I've had to beg for political (laughs) asylum in someone else's shelf because my milk doesn't fit. All because our fridge doesn't work. Oh, gosh, the fridge. Oh, it's horrible. I think that's a whole other podcast episode, really. I think it is. All the maintenance issues we've had, which is inevitable. Yeah, what do you expect? Um, But do you remember on move-in day, the fridge that had a rotten can of chopped tomatoes in it? (laughs) Please don't remind me. How do I explain this? So I think it'd been in there since about March when the current flat owners went into lockdown and went back home someone had left an open can of chopped tomatoes for someone called kelly who was in abby's current room and there was a nice post on it that said haha this is for you but it'd been left there over the summer with presumably the fridges turned off and so the stench that came out of that thing when i opened the door was something else it was horrible I think we messaged into the chat and then Robbie and his mum ended up calling maintenance and getting it cleaned up because it was awful yeah I mean I never noticed it I didn't go in that fridge so when everyone was messaging I was just in Audi like what is everyone talking about there's nothing wrong with the fridge I mean there's my pencils in there but yeah I mean inevitably there's going to be problems but I think we had our fair share of them i.e the fridge incident where our fridge broke but we'll talk about that next week so make sure you tune in I've actually just found the pictures from that the other day I was going through my drives and we as a preview for next week's episode we submitted the pictures of all the issues um, that the fridge was having were then having on our food um and their effect so one of them was that my cherry tomatoes froze and then ended up bursting because ice expands and so I just found Mm -hmm. a bunch of pictures of frozen cherry tomatoes in my drive because we were so scared that the maintenance team wouldn't take us seriously yeah we just had so many problems so they probably thought that we were making them up and being difficult but we weren't my room had no heating well, no one's room had heating, but obviously I'm over the overpass, o- overpass or whatever it is called. So I was freezing. It was horrible. Me and Bethan, we were struggling. So bring some blankets. That's that's more advice. Actually, speaking of moving, moving in and maintenance issues, remember when you thought your door was broken and you had maintenance come in, but actually it wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Don't remind me of that. It was was so embarrassing another thing no one tells you this <laughs> you won't know how the doors work they're difficult ask someone no one tells you this so I filled out this whole form being like yeah my door's broken it doesn't lock please come help me it does lock I'm just an idiot and can't work doors so yeah that's a problem the doors are hard to get used to as we found out actually on moving in day do you want to tell us about the door experience downstairs Gosh, I mean, I think I still have this issue. So 
I can never remember if the door into our building is a push or a pull. And I think Abby experienced this the hard way when she offered to open the door for everyone after we went for oh. a little exploration. I can't speak. And a little exploration walk around the uni. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Want to tell us about that? Yeah. I mean, it was horrible. It was move-in day. There was everyone who's in our block. Everyone was moving in. There was all the helpers from the year above. I was like, oh yeah, I'll open the door. It's fine, guys. I'm a super lovely person, can't you tell? And um, I couldn't do it. I tried about 10 times. I couldn't get it to work. And the guy was trying to help me. He was like, oh, you do it like this. You do it like this. I just couldn't. And it wouldn't work. And it was probably the most embarrassing experience of my life. But it was fine. Learning curve is great. And in all fairness, I still get laughed at every single time (laughs) we go for a walk. And then I offer to open the door and can't do it. Yeah, it's 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 quite funny, to be fair. It's amusing. It's a great icebreaker. But it's fine. Everyone's in the same boat. The amount of times, yeah, the amount of times I've seen someone get stuck at that door. <laughs> it's funny. Even from the mm. other flat. Oh, just actually, no. I was going to say, should we talk about, do you remember that day where block A, block D, I don't know what block it was, but people would put all this stuff outside their door. So I wake up, I open my blinds and there's just tables and bins outside the front of this block. And I was like, Claudia, come in my room. Am I imagining this? Oh my gosh, yes. Um, what was it? I think it was block D, wasn't it? And it carried on for a couple of nights mm-hmm. um, until the college sent out an email telling everyone off. I mean, so moral of the story, university is wild and it takes a lot of getting used to. So if you feel like you're very lost, it's natural because everyone is. It's just like when James, you put Henry the Hoover, who is our lovely Hoover, outside my door. (laughs) And I just opened my door at like seven in the morning to this Hoover on a stool. I was just like, what is going on? What have I let myself into? For context, in the middle of the night, James thought it would be really funny to prank Abby. So he got one of our stools from the kitchen, put it in front of the door, got the Henry the Hoover, propped it on top of the chair, and then gave him a lovely little hat with the caution wet floor sign, um, expecting that Abby would open her room um, her room door in the morning, be scared or not able to leave the room. Um, but that wasn't the case at all. She just sort of walked around it, wasn't mm-hmm. phased by it just confused (laughs) and then we put outside his door instead I remember Kez coming to help and we just moved outside his door and put a post-it note on it like nice try James (laughs) I mean it's a great relationship we have we like pranking each other like we jump out at each other all the time and I can't walk into the kitchen without fearing for my life isn't that right (laughs) I mean you're telling me every morning when I walk into the kitchen with my nice tower of cups because I'm a mess Abby will be there, inevitably crouched by her cabinet, trying to get a mug out, and it scares me every time. It doesn't matter whether you're trying to or not. I start every morning with a lovely palpitation. <laughs> I mean, it's even better when the whole flat is like hanging out in the kitchen. You're late. So I'm like, Claudia's going to walk in. We all go and hide. Lights off. You come in. We jump out at you. It's incredible. And it's even better when we record it. So if I could find those recordings, they will be going on the Instagram. I'm just pre-warning you. I actually have a lovely collection of all the times <laughs> I've scared you. I think that's the really great thing about our flat. I think we've been quite lucky in terms of 
finding people with similar senses of humor so like we can mm-hmm. all scare each other and no one and like no one really gets that mad about it um so it's been good especially when you're stuck in lockdown with the whole flat it's good to get along with them or when we scare maintenance i say we i'd gone to bed because i was knackered and i'm an old woman and i go to bed early okay fine abby me. goes to bed at eight um, <laughs> but i just remember who was it you thought i was coming back to the room but it was actually maintenance or something like that you tell the story because you were there but that was so funny oh gosh yes i'd completely forgotten about this that was so <laughs> embarrassing oh my gosh okay so we were all in the kitchen just listening to music having a drink um and abby'd gone to bed Water, i think you were going obviously. to speak to owen I think so, probably. Um, yeah, but of course it was water. Um, and for some reason, maintenance came in uh, like 8.39. 8.30 slash 9, not 8.39. That would be oddly specific. And we were all convinced it was Abby. So we were so ready to scare maintenance. There was a whole formation. One of my flatmates was, or one of our flatmates was, ready to film two of us were like perched ready to scare her and just as we were about to pounce the maintenance guy came in he was like hey i heard your fridge is broken and he must have thought we were absolutely out of our minds because i mean i was like on a cut on a cabinet trying to (laughs) not be seen there was i think who was it bethan or james sat on the countertop Mm -hmm. it was (laughs) so embarrassing you should have seen the look he gave us and then Abby of course sort of like shuffles out in her (laughs) slippers and her pink robes like what happened it was brilliant (laughs) and we were all dying in hysterics from laughing but also so embarrassed it was like that time when the flat was just sitting around in the kitchen on the table watching the great British bake because that's something that we did as a flat we had some you know flashy lights on just ambiance and then security walks in probably obviously expecting us to be having a party there's just four girls sitting around watching people make macaron or or whatever they were making and the boys just judgingly looking at us and it was so so brilliant it's quite amusing when people think you're partying but you're actually just old and I think he was so disappointed so the story here is that maintenance had gotten called I think an hour prior by someone else in the block saying we think there's a party in one of the flats and of course we are freshers in the covid world so parties are not allowed um and so i think maintenance not maintenance security had something else to do they ran around campus and then they eventually got to our block and because they didn't know what flat this party was in they sort of went flat by flat and seeing the lights in ours they assumed that's where the party was so sort of barged in, security looked at us, we looked at them, everyone was confused, they apologised and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant, it really was. And I think that's also something else I wish I knew. So no one tells you that security and maintenance have the key to your flat and can just walk in whenever because the amount of times I've walked into the kitchen to find someone from maintenance or even cleaning and hadn't heard them coming in has been quite high and it scares me every time yeah because it's like when the cleaners come 
and you don't know what time they're going to exactly come. So you're like, do I go get my breakfast now or do I wait? And then you go in and they, of course, decide that that's the exact time that they're going to come. And it's just so embarrassing because you have to awkwardly shuffle out of the room like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. clean, It's fine. Oh, it's happened so many times. And then me and my slice of toast just in my slippers once again, shuffling my way to my room. Like, we'll be a minute. I'm like, no, no, no worries. And you feel like you're so in their way and you don't want to because you're making their job harder. But I mean, at least we actually wake up when the cleaners come, uh, <coughs> Robbie. Um, <laughs> that time, it was one instance where the cleaners were coming to clean our room because they hadn't before because Claudia was in isolation, you know. Thanks for that. I'm so sorry. I just went to a seminar. Um, so they, they'd come to clean our ensuite. <laughs> they came to clean our ensuite and they were banging on Robbie's door and he just wouldn't wake up. So we come out like, what's what's going on? What's happening? We start banging on his door. We're ringing him. We go outside, look at his window to see if the light's on. He just wouldn't answer. So we're thinking, is he asleep? Is he alive? Like, what's going on? Turns out he was supposedly working with his headphones on so he couldn't hear us but that was that was quite an experience oh gosh it was indeed I remember the cleaners trying to get into his room and then calling us saying hey um the door's locked from the inside your flatmate isn't responding is he okay is there something you can do and nothing was working yeah because everything was on airplane mode so he wasn't getting any of our calls or messages because he was doing his lectures that was a stressful morning and I remember (laughs) speaking of being scared in the kitchen we all just by the end of it assumed well he's either asleep or something's happened um because you know how it is you always think of the worst case scenario so (laughs) do you remember we'd said if he's not out by four o'clock if no one's seen him by then we have to call maintenance to try and break into his room because that's Mm -hmm. not okay um and I was in the kitchen doing my dishes after lunch and he showed up dressed in head-to-toe white, white jeans and a white T-shirt. And I genuinely thought I'd seen a ghost. It made me jump so much. He found it hilarious. I told him the whole story. He couldn't stop laughing because he was in total disbelief that this actually happened. I was trying to explain to him that it did, and the cleaners came, and he couldn't stop laughing because his headphones are soundproof and apparently everything proof. Yeah, I mean... I want those headphones because the the amount of noise we were making I remember James had his headphones on and was doing some of his music editing or something for his course in his room which is much bigger and further away in terms of where his desk is versus Robbie's bed um from the door we were banging on and he came out he was like um girls are you okay what's going on (laughs) We were just hollering. We're hollering at the door, like, Robbie, get out now. But he just can't hear us. And it's, it's yeah, which is weird because maybe his headphones being so soundproof actually explains why you can always hear him super loud, but he doesn't realise it. That Yeah, I think that tends to happen with gamers, doesn't it? But I need those headphones. <laughs> Sounds like sensory deprivation. It's amazing. So I think we've covered quite a lot in today's episode. Um, we've spoken about sort of everything and anything from moving into all of the anecdotes we had in the first weeks. Um, I thought it'd be nice to look back on it. And in hindsight, what are you glad you did when moving in? 
Like what's one thing that you would absolutely recommend to people when moving in in their first weeks? I think something that's incredibly important is sort of joining different Facebook groups and the different group chats that come about for your university. I think that that was a really good way to meet people that are going to your uni, people that will be potentially in your flat or your course. So that's definitely something that I would recommend. You don't have to talk in there. I know I didn't. People could kind of spam the chat quite a lot, which feel free to mute it. You don't need to be paying attention 24-7. But regardless, I think it's a very good way to, you know, just get a grasp on what it's going to be like when you move in. Definitely. And I think it can feel really intimidating because everyone can seem so confident on text. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sounds like everyone's really got it together, but actually it was a matter of a couple of days before people started messaging and saying, oh, I'm really worried about this. What are you guys packing? Or it was really good for people like me who hadn't visited or who hadn't gotten to see the rooms in person in their open days, um, which I think that was your Mm -hmm. case, to actually have other people who knew about it answer questions like is there any under the bed storage Mm -hmm. yes it's brilliant which is a lifesaver we've gotten really lucky with that we've got so much storage and so many plugs (laughs) yeah I think it's important to note though don't feel like you have to stay in these groups if it's affecting you mentally I remember at one point I was in this history group chat and I just felt like everyone was miles ahead of me everyone was doing all this extra work and it just made me feel awful I felt like I shouldn't be there so if you feel like that you don't have to stay just leave it's not important always rejoin when you're feeling better but I know there's quite a lot of sweats in history so it's something to bear in mind not everyone's at the level that they're presenting people can lie (laughs) just remember that and I think we've said it quite a few times that it's really important to remember that people will be putting their best foot forward because they're mm-hmm. trying to introduce the best version of themselves to all of these people they've never met. Um, but actually, everyone's really just hiding that they don't know what they're doing either because that mm-hmm. was what happened to me in one of my first lectures. We'll touch more on this in, in one of the following episodes. But I remember stepping in and thinking, oh my gosh, all these people have done so much more. They've done all this course-related work. I don't know what I'm doing. They all seem on top of it. But then actually I went to have a chat with one of the girls that I found the most intimidating in terms of, oh my gosh, she's so put together. And the first thing she said was, I have no idea what I'm doing, do you? And I think that was the most comforting thing I heard for the whole of first week, knowing that actually no one has any idea what they're doing when they move into uni it's a completely new experience everyone's sort of trying to do their best and not have a mental breakdown (laughs) yeah and I think another good thing for the same reasons for me was I joined quite a few societies that I was interested in um so I joined UOI obviously and as well as the boxing and the golf society uh because those are things that I enjoyed doing at home anyways And it was really good to sort of meet people that were in years above us um, through these societies and then Mm. saying, oh, I felt the same in first year, but actually now it's a hundred times better and I'm not even worried about it. Or, oh, don't worry, I still don't know what I'm doing with my course, but no one does. And sort of knowing that you're not the only one who feels like an absolute mess makes you feel like less of a mess. (laughs) Yeah, again, to stress, 
if you don't feel ready I remember my first week I had so much work I didn't have time to be going to look at all these different societies I just remember thinking I really want to join something but I'm just so busy I'm not used to it I'm not in the flow of working at university yet you can always join later there's no rush like I've jo- I've joined UIY now I didn't join initially but now I felt a lot more settled in you can choose to so it's not if you don't join straight away you can never join there's always the door and it's always open if you want to try new things yeah and that's really so important because it takes so long at least for me um to get into the flow of working because you're so used to Mm -hmm. sort of at sixth form going from one class to the next and you sort of have that physical change you're moving from one place to the next and so you're in study mode and everyone else is around you but especially for us starting purely online mm-hmm. um it was quite weird having to one figure out how to do all the different kinds of assignment two figuring out how the VLE works and three understanding how all the different lectures and the templates for all of these things worked um in the first place so definitely be kind to yourself yes it takes ages it, I think it took me until like I don't know halfway for first term to really get into a rhythm with my studies and coordinating all the other things I had to do like cooking and cleaning and the laundry because that takes a day (laughs) yeah I mean everyone learns a different pace um but also making the time to do things like go for walks I think has been major for me and I'm really glad we've gone on all the walks we have because one it's nice to see campus Mm -hmm. you're there to enjoy being at university even though this year it might not feel like it because we're stuck at home more than we'd like to um but you're there to enjoy yourself you're not just there to study 24 7 and wear yourself out because if you do you probably won't produce as good quality of work as you would have if you took some breaks yeah I mean I was stressing doing all this reading and then I just turn up to the lectures and everyone's there like I haven't done it I've done none of the reading and I'm sitting just like, really? I've spent the last three days doing all this reading, taking meticulous notes. And you just need to remember not everyone actually does the work. So even if you do something, you're doing a lot better than most people, especially in first year. That's another thing because uni is so much less strict than school is. It actually doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you don't do every single piece of recommended reading ever because you will have time to catch up it's really much in your own terms which is what takes a bit of getting used to but actually can be quite nice because you can if you need to take a mental health day most of the times you can probably do that and just catch up later um so it's it's been good to sort of adjust my working hours as well because I'm more productive in the afternoons and evenings rather than in the mornings so now I'm able to use the mornings to do things like cleaning and laundry or working out or the shopping whatever it is and then in the evenings (laughs) at like 10 o'clock I'll write an essay and be done I mean I feel like we've made it seem like uni isn't fun I just want to say it is obviously we've had a very different experience we've not been able to go to parties or go out in shops or explore York particularly But trust me, it is going to be really good. You meet some great people. And hopefully for next year's students, you're going to actually be able to go out, which will be nice. Oh, definitely. I I don't want it to sound like it's not fun at all because I really enjoyed it. 
um I really enjoyed first time it was amazing and this time is a bit different because I'm at home so there isn't as much mm-hmm. as that interaction you don't get to see me oh I know what a shame um <laughs> I know <laughs> but no seriously it was great um sort of I loved the walks we did in the afternoons um especially when we roped mm-hmm. the whole flat in Halloween was super fun we'll have to talk about that in a whole other episode but it is it, it is really great and it's really fun to be independent but it also takes time and there's a lot to figure out so if it's taking you a little bit longer that's completely fine mm-hmm. everyone learns at a different pace and just because you seem like you're behind and you're struggling it doesn't matter you'll catch up eventually it's going to be good and I think that's a really good note to end this week's episode on um thank you for mm-hmm. listening stay tuned next week yeah. for yet more rambling and anecdotes we're sorry if we bored you today <laughs>